Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome, listeners. This is episode number 64 of the Sipping Social Podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We apologize for the summer hiatus, but we've all been pretty busy, but we're back now. I don't apologize at all. I apologize. Johnny, do you apologize? I apologize. I've been waiting for this day, and I am ready for it. There we go. He's pumped. And uh, we're excited to be back hanging with you guys. We're talking about the stuff we love, right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, Before we get into the plethora of stuff we want to talk about, um, what are we sipping on today? G, what you got? Uh, today I have the newest pick from BBH, the Yellowstone 102 proof single barrel bourbon. You just picked that bad boy up today? I did. It got dropped off to you today? It got dropped off today. What else you got in that little cocktail glass over there? That looks tasty. Well, it's, it's some Red Bull and some ice and a little bit of vodka. (laughs) Johnny, it's mostly, it's mostly gone. Yeah. I mean, I too was excited about today, so I wasn't really sure like what to drink. But yeah. I am drinking the Yellowstone pick from Garrett, and it is delicious. I've been waiting for this bottle. Uh, I've been a big fan of Yellowstone for, I don't know, a year. I've uh, had a couple of single barrels come through the uh, underground feel, studio. I feel terrible now. And uh, I am thankful that you brought over a bottle for us to uh, try. It's delicious. I feel so guilty that you weren't a part <laughs> of the pick of that. Well, next time. Just remember that for the next time. You've if got it a, makes you, you feel any better, it happened at 10 a.m. <laughs> on, on, a, on in a weekday, so it, it I don't probably know doesn't make him feel better. I don't know if you could have been there for that or not, but I, I could mean, have, I could have made something happen. I know that I know that for a fact that <laughs> it, when I picked that, I could have done it at your house at 10 a.m. There you go. Um, but, I, but wait, but I also I just want to mention because I was so excited, I also had a Red Bull vodka and uh, a Captain and Coke. So uh, we're ready. We're ready. So <laughs> <laughs> Threesome. <laughs> at a three-way. Right, nice. I'm uh, also sipping the Yellowstone because we had to crack that bad boy open and try it together. It's tasty. Garrett, thanks it's for so picking out. It's really so good. good. Whiskey. It's only like 50 bucks a bottle. 50 bucks one. a bottle. He's plugging it. It's amazing. Already. There you go. Every, every restaurant's got one. Mm. It's really good. Um, so obviously we were on a summer break uh, the last couple months. Uh, everybody had things going on, and um, Johnny, I, since we haven't really even hung out the three of us, um, you know, besides just kind of passing it like the restaurants and stuff like that, I tell me like one great thing that you got to do this summer, whether it was a cocktail, a drink, or a cocktail or a drink, or, like, or a place, life, you, place you went life to, event, or something cool. I did not mean to say both those things at the same time. What What have you been up to? <laughs> Mostly Red Bull vodka. Yeah, mostly just sleeping in bed, staring at a drywall ceiling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I recently went up to Milwaukee to go see a, a Cubs and Brewers game. Um, I bought these tickets uh, about a month ago, thinking that they were actually going to be in the race at the end of the season. <laughs> Highly disappointed. So my wife and I decided to just go to the game for like maybe two innings. And then we kind of roamed around the suburbs or the little neighborhoods around Milwaukee. And oh, we cool. found ourselves in this area called Bayview, which is nine minutes south of Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. That place is great. Yeah. We went to this dinner at this place called Good Kind. Um, it's kind of like a small plate kind of place. Really cool vibe inside. 
uh, and then we were kind of figuring out where to go while we we're waiting for an Uber. Um, we found this little co- cocktail bar called At Random, um, and it was built in 1964, and it's been same owners since 2018, and it just transferred to a, a new couple that now owns it. But all the interior is the same, and it's literally stuff out of the 1960s. So like old school. Wo- imagine like wood paneling, really cool glass lighting. All the lighting bulbs have like red kind of hue to it. Cool. So it's got a really interesting vibe in there, but it's it's a nice little cocktail bar um, in Bayview. So definitely nice. check it out. For a guy who loves uh, Wisconsin bars, the wood paneling must have been like heaven for you. It was heaven. <laughs> Heavenly. <laughs> but I mean, it was just had interesting stuff in there too, like really like cool old oil paintings. Uh, you could tell that like if the lights were on, it would probably look really hideous in there like if you just had yeah. like white bright lights. But because of the red lighting that they put in there, it made sort of like the vintage look of the place like, like even more vintagey and cool like i don't know it's, it's yeah, tough no, to describe it. but sounds like a good aesthetic as far yeah. as hanging out having some cocktails. how's the drinks um my wife had a wine yeah. and i uh demanded a uh a classic old-fashioned that is made at like a your restaurant group so like so so no muddled I, I, fruit <laughs> no yeah i told the guy specifically what to put in there yeah he, he looked at me like i was a complete asshole but but he made it for you but and he it made tasty? it for me yeah yeah nice that's a, that's a win. Do you tell him like I'm saving you Carpal's tunnel in your wrist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from having to muddle anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Gee, what you got for that? Well, tell us about um, save the big one for in a little bit. But tell us about something cool you did this summer um, that was of the variation of things that I offered Johnny. Um, I got to. I did a lot of stuff. Like it's gonna sound like super super boring. Like I was kind of at home and at work and then if I wasn't at work I was at home but I was able to go to uh, a couple of Cubs games this summer that was awesome and I spent some time at uh, at Big Star that love that place the one in Wrigleyville or yeah, the, well, yeah the one because going to a Cubs game it's right across the street um, and uh, I had a really cool experience there where the like the bar is just packed right and uh, I don't know what it was about like what me and my wife were doing there, but like the bartender gave us like full, like full availability to like his, like what, what he could do for us. And, uh, nice. and, uh, he made me a really, really cool cocktail. I used the Michter's, uh, American. Love that. And, uh, and then they had, uh, $3 shots of like illegal mezcal. So I, I walked into the game totally sober didn't have anything to drink before that, but definitely spent a lot of time at Big Star. Um, <laughs> they, I, they always get like the good four dollars shot specials. It's, or it's fantastic, it's awesome. right? And, it's, and, it's incredible. And that was like one of like the coolest moments of like where like the place is packed and they just like just, they just like all of a sudden like nothing else is going on in this guy's life except for whatever I was looking for. And it was a really really cool experience. That's awesome. It's kind of typical though for like going to a Cubs game. You, like you drink before, you have like a beer during because they're like super expensive. Then you get right. hammered afterwards at some <laughs> local bar. Yeah, like there's no reason. It's a recipe for success. Recipe for success. Full knot season. Like there's no reason to order a Coors Light before a game, because you can get one or like a Miller Light or Bud Light or whatever it is. Sure. Like like, no reason. You should be drinking better than that, right? Right. There's plenty of availability. Yeah. It depends on if you want to have twenty of them or not. You know. Agreed. Because then you definitely want to stick with the old style of Coors (laughs) Lights. (laughs) Keep a low ABV. (laughs) Mike, um, besides not being in my life for the last two months, what have you been up to? Uh, so John, great, if you make you feel any better, he's not been in my life either. <laughs> great question. We talked about Johnny. it before. He said like his 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 new role was to hang out and work with Garrett Moore, and it definitely didn't happen. <laughs> we have we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. I'm bringing <laughs> that up at your review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Thanks for asking. Uh, Kate and I celebrated our two-year anniversary like a month ago. Nice. And we had a nice little day planned out. It was fantastic. Thank you, Gary. We, we made, made it. it. We, we made, made it. it. Two years. Big time. Big time. Uh, we had a nice day of just hanging out, the two of us. We went to the Andy Warhol exhibit at COD, which was really cool. Um, and then we went to Phase Three's new brewing uh, tap room in oh, Amherst. Yeah. yeah, nice. How was it? Really cool spot. Um, great beer. Love those guys. And it, they had the Bears game on, and it was kind of had a, like a nice ambiance and, and fun uh, place to watch a little bit of the Bears game, even so though the Bears sucked. And then we went to uh, Pierce Tavern after that in Downers. Oh, the place is great. Like that place. Good food, good drink. And then we went to Kona Grill for dinner. So we just kind of oh, and we also we we walked around an art show in, da- in downtown Downers for an hour to like kind of like break up the yeah. the the di- all day drinking because we was kind of like an art themed day. So um, it was overall a really cool day. I like Kona Girl. That's across from Yorktown, right? Yeah, good yeah. good good food. It's good kind service. of got like on the menu is like it's got everything for anybody. It does like have you can a good get, selection. Like, you can get yeah. like sushi, all steaks. that kind of stuff, and steaks. Yeah. And you can get like Mexican. You can load it up. <laughs> it's like a really good version of like one <laughs> like of those. It's like how Muldoon's was. <laughs> it's like a really, really good menu of like a, one of those like Greek diners where they have like 17 pages. Yeah. You can get like French toast or a Caesar salad. Yeah. But like they, they do it really well. Awesome. I, yeah, it was it was a great day. So um, I'm I'm glad we got to catch up real quick, boys. That was fun. That was all a good right. segment. Except you didn't do the, the thing. What you eat, what you drink? Yeah. We'll have to do that later. Well, At some point, you guys pour it on, all right? Um, all right, so we got a lot of whiskey to talk about. We're drinking whiskey. Um, we drank a lot of whiskey over the last couple months. Uh, Garrett, why don't you go first? We're going to number three instead of number two. Number two, we'll come back to. You got to tell us about your trip to, to Scotland. Chronological order, right? You got to tell yeah. us about your trip to Scotland. So I went to Scotland. It was freaking awesome. Okay, no. Backtrack. It was fucking awesome. Ooh. It was so F-bombs. freaking cool. The... Uh, I knew I was going to like the like the world of like whiskey. I mean, like the, the country of whiskey, right? It's yeah. wherever like it all the began. Home, the motherland. Yeah. So on the flight there, I packed uh, four two ounce pours of whiskey for myself on the flight because you can only bring four ounces with you through customs at, in any container. So I brought four two ounce pours with me, and I definitely definitely drank those oh, on, the on the flight. Oh yeah. So you just started it off, and it was supposed to be like an overnight gear. flight. Like, the whole point was like it's like a nine p.m. flight. You get some sleep, and then you wake up the next day, like ready to go. I, <laughs> I did the opposite. And you partied all night I through the plane. all night, yeah. <laughs> and then um, when we got there, uh, everyone's kind of like ready to go, and I was like, um, "All right, I'll, I'll stack it up." I, I bet you yeah. did. I bet you found your like six gear. So this is how cool Scotland is. The very first bar we went to, they had a, a Macallan twenty-five-year-old bottle there. And they were uh, to do CLs, not um, ounces there. And it was uh, a double, so a double pour, so it was two CLs, which is like, I don't know, like two and a half ounces um, for $20. Oh, the Macallan 25? No, uh, Belvini 25. Oh. Sorry, did I say that wrong? So Belvini 25-year bottle, there's like half, half, half full, uh, a two CL pour was like 20 bucks. So that's that's pretty good because that would be expensive in the states. Yeah, super expensive. Yeah, like like stupid expensive. Like uh, like we don't have it at our restaurants because it's too much money. Mm. Um, and I immediately go, can I just buy the rest of this bottle, uh, and bring it to the table? I said no, and then I realized that scotch is not expensive in Scotland. Yeah, it's it's not an import. Right, it's domestic. And it was a huge eye opener to me. So like my very first pour, there was a twenty year old Belvini, which is my favorite distillery, 
anyway, um, we hung out for a little bit. What? I know. I'm just. It kind of leads me to like a question about that. Like, are I mean, bourbons are imported into Scotland. Yeah, they're right? they're they're like the same price there that they are as, as here. But is the presence of bourbon there as? Oh as no, not as, at all. Yeah. Okay. No, not even close. Like it's like you might see Blanton's every once in a while, and it's like thirty dollars for two CLs, or for a three ounce port, which isn't. I think it's it a seems, decent. It's a yeah, decent price. Ten but bucks like, an ounce. Like you don't really see. Like their bourbon, like their scotch. Every restaurant that we went to, their scotch list is like thirty to forty pours deep, and then the bourbon might be f- seven or eight. So you you love scotch, Johnny? Yeah. Did, what's your thoughts on scotch? You know, and I I used to actually drink scotch before I I really had bourbon. No way. Yeah. Where was that at? The two of us. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I still have, I still have the Macallan Twelve. It's right on the shelf over there. I've had that for probably like. 15 years. And I see a Glendronach back there or something like that. That's got to be scotch. That's and there's bourbon. like an inch left in it. It's probably horrible at this point. It's, gl- been like a, a it's, a it's been like an inch for like There's a couple of Glens. 10 years. I see five bottles of I scotch over there. I just can't get into the scotch. Yeah, I like the I blends. I tell I, you what, it's one of those things like when you're in, like submerged, submerged into like that like uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Like I'm sure if I was there with in. you, you're I would in. I would have drank and enjoyed it immensely. Well, you wouldn't have to me. I wouldn't tell you anything about it. You'd be like you're yeah. in Scotland at a Scottish bar, like yeah. drinking some scotch. Of course, it's gonna be not bad. Yeah. Um, and then we went to uh, to uh, Springbank, which is if anyone knows about Springbank, it's like Springbank. One, Springbank. Oh, it's like one of the oldest distilleries in the in Scotland. Like that whole area of Springbank was like the southwest, like island. Like we had to, we had to cross over a bridge to get to there. Um. There used to be like 15 distilleries in that area, and now there's only three, and two of them are owned by Springbank. Um, like the mill they use to crush the, the grain is so old that the only guy who knows how to like service it is 87 years old, mm. and he taught his son who's 67 years old mm. how to do it, and he's like, this is just like a side side gig for me. So like they're not does, really sure what they're gonna do with their mill in, in, in 10 years. What if, does the 67 year old have a son he can pass it on to as well? Or? I mean, I didn't ask the lineage on the tour, but you should volunteer for that. It's honestly surprising that I didn't ask <laughs> that he <laughs> didn't have a grandson. Uh, uh, can I be that guy? Yeah, is it, but there's no money in it because the the mill was made so well that they went out of business because they didn't need to come up with like replacement parts. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like. Anyway, so that there, was really cool. But there's like no other staff like around him that like wanted <laughs> the, the, like. The, the can comp- you teach me how to do? This? He, he probably com- said no. It's com- probably like this is like job security. Oh, totally right. Yeah, like I don't need to retire. I just you know need I mean? to yeah. be alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So at the end of the tour, I got to try five different barrels straight out of their rickhouse, like pulling thieves, which is, as you know, like one of my favorite things yeah, to do all the time. Yeah. How could you not like doing that? And then we uh, drove up to uh, Belvini, which is my favorite distillery of all time. Uh, we got to pour our own bottles out of out of barrels. Um, that was really really cool. That was a really, really cool experience. The best part about Belvini is that um, at the end you do this like little five little whiskey tasting, and um, three of the four I've had already. We had the twelve, the fourteen Caribbean, um, the fifteen Sherry, and uh, a nineteen year old estate cast where they grow all their own grain on the estate, and that's only available at the distillery. I thought that was the worst one I had. I mean, like we're talking about like the worst of the best. Yeah, it was and still then good. Uh, the twenty-one port was the was the last one. And then um, I looked up at the shelf. We're in this like little like living room with like a fireplace, and it's all these bottles everywhere. It's like a, like a hoarder's paradise. And uh, one of the bottles, one of this bottle, the 
came to the United States a couple times, like maybe a $400, $500 bottle. I was like, hey, guy, how does that accidentally like slip and fall into my glass for an ounce? And he goes, oh, yeah, here you go. Just poured it. And then he walks out of the room, comes back in. And he goes, Garrett, this is your 40th birthday party, right? Like, this is what you're doing? And I go, yeah, it, this, is, this is exactly why we're here. And it's, it's the only place I wanted to be. We booked our entire trip around this coming to you. He goes, well, I thought it'd be a really good idea. If you're to 40th birthday, you should probably try the Belvini 40-year-old. Bam. Whoa. And just poured me two ounces of it. Nice. Was it ridiculous? It was so good. Smooth. Mike, I'm not gonna kid you right now. It was arguably the best whiskey I've ever had in my entire life. Nice, nice. I took one sip and I made sure everyone else tried it. I started. You're to, a share. I, I started to cry a little bit. Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I got. I started like tearing up. Forty got, tears on his fortieth birthday. This bottle is old as you for yeah, forty years was, of whiskey. It was literally barreled the same year that I was born, which is stupid. That's awesome. Stupid old. And I when I came back here, I looked up how much it would cost, and it would. I mean. I mean, you could, it's buy, you could buy a car. Wow. You could put a down payment, like a nice down payment on a car. For, for that. the bottle? Yeah, wow. for one bottle. Wow. That That's was, super special. That man. was freaking awesome. So my, tri- cool. my trip to Scotland was unreal. Cool. I mean, we could we could talk about our Four Roses trip a little bit, but yeah. the, this those, those two were just like uh, lifelong memories. Nice, dude. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, so Balvenie's your your favorite all time. All time. Yeah. The 40th was the, the best whiskey you had while Ever. you were there? Ever. No, no, no. All time. What was the coolest site you saw real quick? Um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but like there's all these castles and like all these old buildings, and that's, all of a sudden it's really cool. You kind of get desensitized after a little bit. But yeah. we were walking around this little town outside of Belvini, and um, they had like a B or a C list like soccer club there, and we d- didn't know anything about it. I tried to get tickets to their game, but they were like the off season. And so, like, we were just walking past uh, some, like, some, some of our group went to a bar, and we decided we were just going to walk around and find this castle that was, like, a mile away. And on the way to the, the castle, there was a soccer club, and we walked past it. And it's not like, like, it's not like Soldier Field or Wrigley Field where, like, every door is closed. It was, like, open gates just to get in. It was, like, a high school football stadium. And so we walked onto the, the pitch, and the guy cutting the grass was one of like the guys who worked for the club and he had this dog in his lap and like it was just like a very like hometown feel and we were sitting in the seats like just like staring at this like cool football field i mean it's a great soccer field or football field or whatever and uh and he comes up to him and he goes what's uh what are you guys doing we're like we're just checking out the door the gates were wide open he goes, do you want to come inside and see like the locker room and the manager's room and that's cool he gives a full tour of the <coughs> entire place that's cool and that was like that was probably one of the most neat experiences to like see like a professional sporting club obviously it's not like yeah a little bit lower league but whatever who cares yeah that's so cool and he his picture is on the wall of fame there really as a player yeah. or is both a, like, pl- a player and a he did ground like, screw guy he did like an um yeah, yeah he's on yeah he's on the hall of fame of ground screw <laughs> he, he did like this like um like modeling thing for umbro <laughs> And like that, they his like picture like displayed everywhere. No way. And, uh, and he he played for them a little bit. He said he can't do it anymore because like, he tore something. And um, it was just really neat. And so you had told me this story before. The reason why I thought that is because I thought it was like the guy that was like cutting the grass. He was something. cutting the grass. 
So that's why I just assumed he was a ground screw guy. But yeah, he, no, he, he was at that day. That day he was. Oh man, that's cool. Maybe it was like Field of Dreams, where like he wasn't actually there. He was <laughs> like a ghost. Like, I mean, yeah, the ghost of Umbro. Yeah, it's possible, but he looked good in Umbro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Cool man, I, that's I almost, really cool. I almost went online and bought a smart like shorts. I, I like. Oh nice. I like how you use the term pitch. That's legit soccer terminology right there. Yeah, that's I played FIFA Johnny, before. The pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought like when you said it, uh, we walked out on the pitch, which is the actual field, right? Yeah. I thought you were gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> oh, I, thought I was. That, I thought scared. that's where that story was going. I was very scared to walk onto it. Like we Here were like taking pictures. Next, next thing I know, you're in the stands taking a tour with the lawn mowing guy. We were scared of like the walking too screw. close. Head of the ground screw that day. Yeah. That's cool. We were man. worried about getting like in trouble or whatever, but like it was. There's no security. It was just. Well, here, cheers to your Skyline trip. Uh, Anybody got? You got whiskey over there. Cheers. Johnny got a captain? Uh, Perfect. I, I awesome. Yeah, okay. All right, let's let's talk. I'm getting goosebumps <coughs> talking about it right now. It was so that, much fun. That's great, man. Anyone who wants you to should. go to Scotland, hit me up and I'll tell you like what not to do and what to do. Perfect. Love it. Uh let's talk about our trip to Four Roses. Very cool in Bardstown, um, Kentucky. Yeah, that, that didn't suck at all. Yeah, we got to do a very special thing. Uh Four Roses. They do a single barrel select for the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago every year. Yeah, so they like ten years ago, anyone who wanted to get a single barrel pick of Four Roses, no problem. Now that bourbon is like well, maybe maybe fifteen years ago, and then now you know bourbon has exploded, right? So yeah. like they don't have they don't have the barrels to suffice everyone who wants to do a single barrel pick of Four Roses. Yeah. So they decided that okay, so now instead of screwing over everybody, we're gonna pick a barrel for downtown Chicago and one for the suburbs. Sweet. Not even just for the rest of the state. Just the suburbs. So they've been doing this for a little while? And this is their second year doing it. Okay, so last year was the first year, 2022. Yeah, that I know of. Okay, and then so 2023, and they asked you to do it. To pick the barrels. And then you asked me to come along for the ride. Yeah, you're my first phone call. And it was 100% yes. And so we got to go down to Four Roses on a Monday, which it was closed to the public. Yeah, the the tasting room and the like the gift shop not well, even open, which is kind of a downer because we didn't get to go to the gift shop. But um, after we tried the Actually, ten, I thought about it late recently. Yeah, I'm glad that it was closed. Why? We would have spent hundreds of dollars there. Okay, so that's a good thing we didn't yeah. spend hundreds of dollars yeah. there. So, but instead, so after we tried the ten single barrels and picked out two of them, so they have they have five they have two different um, yeast strains. So that means they have ten different mash bills. Five different recipes, two different yeast strains, right. so ten different. So we tasted all bills. of those. One of one of single barrel of at e- it, each. They're all at least nine and a half years old. We tried all of them and decided which two we were going to bring in. So we tasted ten single barrels, which is wild. I mean, this Yellowstone we did, I tried four. Yeah, two ounce pours, twenty ounces. That's they good l- boys. They well, let it. We pulled them from the barrel. <laughs> 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 they let it. They let us thieve some of it, some of it out. It was. We, <clears throat> I was proud of us. We didn't drink every single one yeah. of, of the close, samples that we close. got. But it was close. And because Garrett and I looked at each other at one point when we were going to wrap it up, and we're like, what, at what point do we start just slamming these before we do what we do next? And it never worked out. They're like three, they're like three, and three quarter ounce pours. The, yeah. The ladies that, that ran us through the program did a great job. Amazing. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, then they took us on a nice little tour behind the scenes into the the production warehouse only because we asked in the rick house and so i'm not sure the we bottling facility bottling facility i'm not sure we would have gotten to do that if they were open no, if we day. didn't if we didn't ask they, yeah. i don't think we would have done it but we went to see the bottling facility which is enormous yeah, i mean it's, it's like the size cool. of a football field two different lines running like 
24-7. Yeah, but the, everything was shut it down. It was 24-7, but it was close. Everything was shut down, but they were boxing up the Four Roses limited edition while we were there. It's very which cool is like to see. The, maybe the, the most sought-after thing that Four Roses does. When are these bottles coming out, these barrels coming out that we get to pick? I mean, some, oh, I have no idea. In the next couple of weeks? I don't know. The limited edition hasn't even hit Chicago yet. Today's the, what is today, the second? No, today's the third. October 3rd. I would assume soon. Soon. Sometime in October they're coming out is what they said. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even seen any limited edition, let alone any of the barrels that we picked. I assume that when you pick the barrel, you have about eight to ten weeks before it turns around. Yeah. But it also could be sitting at the distribution warehouse as they decide which goes where. Which, which could be a long conversation for us. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a very cool trip. And then we... Uh, we hit up Louisville on our way home. We got a flat tire. I think more importantly, we went and saw our friends at Victor's. We did. Love those guys. And they... Nick and Vicky? Nick, Vicky's Vicky's a sweetheart. Yeah, we've, ta- we've talked about her several times because she's just A++ every time. It was very strange as we're about to... We just wanted, walked in there and said hello. Uh, so from Bardstown to, to Louisville, it was like a 45-minute drive or 40-minute drive. We, so we drove to Louisville just to say hi because we were so close. How could we not say hi? Yeah. And we weren't looking for anything. And then uh, all of a sudden, like the person behind the counter was like, oh, yeah, you guys are set up for a, a bottle pour at 1.30. Like, no. no <laughs> we didn't sign up for that. We didn't sign up for everything. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, but no, no it's, Nick it's, did. It's he, and he comped it. And so we got to fill our own barrel-proof again. bourbon again. Badass. Such a great experience. But those people are so hospitable to us every time we go down there. And uh, it's, the place is packed every time we go in there. The yeah, bar is full. The the gift shop's full. It's really cool. Yeah, they're doing something right there. Uh, speaking of whiskey, didn't you guys, you two, recently do like a whiskey food pairing thing at Barrel and Rye in Geneva? Yeah. I was super happy that John said yes to it. I know. I'm sorry. I was busy then. No, it's fine. I assumed you would be. Yeah. So, John, what do we do? Uh, be careful what you ask me to do because I say yes every time you ask me something. So. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Ooh. Sounds like you need to ask I mean, for more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, we did. Um, Garrett uh, asked if I wanted to do some some audio setup at, at Barrel and Rye out in Geneva. And uh, I think the Heaven Hill rep was there and we had some yep. tastings by Heaven Hill. Yeah, we did like a full like chef's dinner with uh, allocated Heaven Hill products as the whiskey like class along with it. I think it went off pretty well. Um, Except for maybe one little. No, one little thing. But we figured it out. One yeah. little hiccup. One, one snafu. Yeah, you guys we, made it through. Yeah, we just yeah we just decided that just John and I would talk on the microphone. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys have done that before. <laughs> yeah. So so the Heaven Hill rep backed out a little bit on that, or yeah, what? she she was more like uh, like table touching okay. as, as we did everything else. Yeah. And, well, I, and I think it worked out really well. We did uh, the Heaven Hill twenty year, the mm. the Henry McKenna ten year bottled mm. and bond, the Worked new Elijah Craig uh, Ryder Cup. The Larceny Barrel Proof. Was it the Ryder Cup? Was that like the toasted barrel version? Yeah, the toasted Ryder Cup. Nice. Yeah, where they finish it in European wine casks. Very cool. Yeah, that very, sounds pretty solid. It was a pretty good, good lineup. What was really interesting about that is that, um, like, the three of us have like a rapport with people that we do like live shows with, and like other whiskey tastings at like Maze or Burger Social, and like we know like half the crowd, and so like when we say something stupid or like funny or whatever, like we get a little laugh. I didn't know anyone at Barrel and Rye. Oh, nice! So it was straight crickets. Ooh, I would, dude. I wouldn't say that. I think you're being too critical on yourself. <clears throat> I mean, I was laughing at you. Oh yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a really loud laugh yeah, and laugh. a microphone. 
it makes the crickets go uh, away. There's me just cackling in the corner. <laughs> but um, well, that's cool. There's uh, another one coming up, right? Yeah, we got one October 17th at Maze and Mash, um, doing a whole new whiskey dinner. Cool. And then um, I pulled apart uh, the highest allocated bottles that Maze and Mash has. That we have two bottles of each, and then we're gonna pour those out at uh, a free. It's gonna be a free for all. It's gonna be great. I cannot wait. Um, we're doing. Um, yeah, that's a. I like that space. We did. We did one there a couple months ago. The Michter's one. The Michter's one. That, that one was salad. dope, right? And uh, it's a good space. It's a good setup. I feel like everybody can kind of in, hear, you know, the audio well. And yeah, so um, we're we're kinda, gonna do Joseph kind of, Joseph kinda. Magnus uh, cigar blend, George T. Stag, heavy hitters. Twenty two. Um, we're gonna do uh, the Murray Hill Club, the uh, what's that? Um, Jim Beam, thirteen year the Knob Creek. No, it's not Jim Beam. Oh, um, Baker's uh, Baker's thirteen. Nice. We're doing Stag Junior and Blanton's Gold. Oh, bam! And that's a hundred bucks a ticket, and that's you're, whiskey and food pairing, right? Yeah, you're literally you can justify however you want. Yeah, it you're if you were to buy a pour of each one of those, it'd be over a hundred dollars. Are there tickets left? Yes. Perfect. So everybody. Shockingly, not not that many, but shocking. Well, shocking. There's someone left. Get on it because it's gonna be a good time. And sipping social is gonna be there, and we're gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, you guys are gonna help me with that, yeah. right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. We got your I'll back. Be, I'll Gene. be on. I'll I be on the mic. That. Um, Michael. Yes. Yes, Johnny. Can we talk about the elephant in the room that's uh, <laughs> kept you kept you away from us for a couple of months? Let's do it. Let's proof. Get it, let's get it going. Proof number. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Proof number five in downtown Wheaton has opened up. It's been open up, opened up for a few months here. Yes, sir. And you just been just grinding and out. Grinding. Yeah, we've been open for three months. We opened uh, right at the end of June um, in the beginning of July, right before the fourth. Uh, initially, we were just open up for dinner service. We just opened up for lunches a week and a half ago. Uh, it's going really well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's one of the, I'm sure you got a lot of questions to ask, and I'm willing to answer anything. One of the things I'm like I, you forget about when you're opening these restaurants with this group is it how much goes into it, and how many different people do different things and the different aspects from the back of the house and the front of the house, and Carolyn, who's the GM, who's killing it, um, and just overseeing the front of the house and then seeing how this uh, the chef de cuisine and the um, executive sous chef are overseeing the back of the house and just how it works. It's just. So much goes into it, and um, it's it's awesome, and and it's starting to rack and and starting to be pretty busy, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, not not I mean, not also I mean, just besides like the staffing and getting everything set up inside the building, let's just start with like the building itself. It's a pretty impressive building. It's I mean, literally everything in that building is brand new, besides the brick that surrounds it. Yeah, it's it's clean. It's it's uh, basement, it's fresh kitchen. Yeah, I mean everything is like yeah. immaculate. That's the it's best really basement cool. of any restaurant I've ever been in. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. I mean, it's that nice. doesn't tell you what it's you like know a, about the food. It's like a dentist office down there. <laughs> it's yeah. white. It's, it's super white and bright, right? And <laughs> the in the back of the house keeps it super clean down there. They do not mess around. No. It's it's like their house down there, and they they take care of it. So yeah, it's it, the place is beautiful. I love when the lights are turned down low at the like in the middle of the night and the music's turned up si- slightly. It's just like kind of electric in there. Uh, the, the food is banging. The cocktails are, are flying. Our number one selling cocktail. Now Garrett wrote the cocktail program, right? Our number one selling cocktail is an old fashioned. And then it goes back and forth between these three from second, third and fourth. 
it goes Primo Old Fashioned, which Garrett wrote the the, the I helped, cocktail, I helped, I helped. helped write the cocktail for. Martinis, because it's a fancy place. Everybody wants these blue cheese, you know, stuffed vodka martinis. And then Garrett's cocktail from back in the day at May's, the lady in the purple dress. They, like, literally, like, just bounce back and forth. We're just selling those four cocktails like they're going on a style. So I ran, awesome. I ran a report cool. since you guys opened just yeah. to, just to like, not to, like, tell you that you're wrong or anything but like just see like what was really selling what wasn't yeah. and that that lady in the purple dress was number four all, since you've opened yeah it kills man you see it going out all the time it's a, bub- it's a bubbles base cocktail yeah which which matches the place and like I, I think people when you go in there the term that people use all the time is vibe it's just the you the feeling you get when you walk in there you feel good you feel like you look good you feel like you want to drink something good you want to get some good food um and then the next time you come back people like dressing it up and like kind of doing it up especially on the weekends but we want it to be approachable to everybody and anybody that's going in there so you know any if you want to come in the afternoon you don't have to necessarily do it up like that yeah, you know I mean? it doesn't have to it doesn't have to feel $18 like dollar meal no big yeah deal, right? yeah we just rolled out some 20 dollar sandwiches that are really good lobster roll steak sandwich a tuna bond me sandwich so and some salads that are all in the 20s so and you just got it written is, up it is on the higher price you just got rate. written up in uh west of river magazine did they, have you seen that? Yeah, the front the front page. I didn't like, see it. The cover is the tuna crudo. I didn't see. I didn't see it. I've been looking on their website, so I haven't. I haven't seen that. So. Really, the cover is the tuna crudo, That's and cool. then there's a huge page on the inside about like how. Can you send me the link to that at some point tonight? I'll just give you the magazine. Oh, you have so, it. <laughs> I, don't, I, read, I read it once. You got, I don't you need got it the twice. magazine. All right. So you, I mean, you've opened. Yes. And it's been a success. It it's it's doing well. Um. Can you just kind of like maybe like one or two things like the open like like the two weeks before you opened, kind of leading up to it? I think one of the things you told me before you opened it was like maybe a month out. We were talking and you said, um, "I I actually had walked through it, you know, with you like real quick, and it was it looked like it was pretty well under construction." But you said like, "Dude, once like some of this stuff is cleaned up and we start bringing chairs and tables in here and all the gear. And it's, all a, that. it's a quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround yeah. in that like two weeks or a week out yep. before you open. So just kind of ins and outs of that. And sure. like, was there any hard falls or, you know, good successes? Yeah, you know? no, I mean, there's, there's lots of those stories out there. So even I experienced this with so- social, you're walking into it like a month ahead of time and you're like, there's no way this place is going to open up in a month. And then a week later, you're like, eh, maybe I could see that. And then a week later and you're two weeks out, you're like, this is this is gonna happen. Yeah, it's, going, it's, it's, go, it's going down. Yeah. The chairs are coming in. The the tables are getting put together. The owners put together all the chairs and the tables with the construction guys. Like, I, and I, they, built, they were like I built all those chairs. Garrett and Garrett and Garrett and Garrett. You did build all the chairs. Yeah. But what Jacko was putting together all the tables and Nick was helping yeah. out with the tables. That, yeah, that Nick, the, Nick was the helping before and then, we opened and then, up and then like walked to away the soft a bunch opening. Of stuff. Yeah. So one of the things that was funny is that we opened to the public on a Friday, and this is. You're just doing stuff, and you just you just keep knocking things off the list, like whatever it is, front of the house, back of the house, people who are working on construction. We open up at 4 o'clock. At 2 o'clock, they wheeled the Skyjack in to the main dining area to wire up the last POS. Really? <laughs> Point of sale. Two so hours, like two hours before, before you So I literally told them, I was like, you guys have till 3.40. And I, I, I never tell these guys like what to do. I'm like, 3.40, you're done doing what you're doing. And they're like, okay, we'll be out of here by 3.40. So we had to like move all the chairs and tables for them to wheel the Skyjack back out the front door because it's the only door they could fit out. And then I couldn't even down, look at it. Then down the alley and then park it behind social. 
and a skyjack is you know what raises people up to the ceiling to wire shit up. So that so and that's the it just happens. You just you got to go. It's it's time to open. You got to get it done. Figure it out. And we've adjusted a ton of stuff in the first three months that we've been open. I would say the, f- the first three weeks, and then again in the first three months. Yeah, we're still adjusting things. Yeah, we. I feel like every restaurant's still adjusting, but yeah, those major adjustments the first three months, three yeah. weeks, and then major adjustments the next three months. But the place is killer, and it's it's the back of the house. You is were talking better. about vibe, Johnny. Like that vibe, like makes you say when you go in there, you're like when you see like a a sixteen dollar cocktail, you're like, yeah, I'm getting it. Like you don't yeah, even like. I mean, you're in the you're in the ambiance of it. You're like, yeah, I don't care. I want it because it, it's got to be good. It makes it makes it feel like you're kind of like in that vacation mode. Like yeah, you're you when you walk in there, you don't feel like you're. I don't want to say you feel like you're in downtown Wheaton because like downtown Wheaton is great, but like you feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah, you're transported, right? Yeah, for sure. It really does feel like that. Which which for me is dangerous. Yeah, because I'm just like, yeah, ring it up, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> one of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's that one over there? Two fifty. You got it. I'll have that. Uh, I will. I will say this: that everybody who comes to Proof Number Five from Glen Ellen, yeah, asks when we're going to open Proof Number Five in Glen Ellen. Really? That's yeah. good. Because it's another town that doesn't have. There's no elevated dining. Elevated dining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's kind of it reaches a ceiling. And then nothing above that. So if somebody was going to Glen Ellen and they all think, yeah, it's I would say like Fire and Wine and Maze are like the most elevated. Dining. And, and it's those are great, right? And, and easily approachable price points. But, but if you more, start throwing a fifty to seventy dollars steak joint in Glen Ellen, maybe forget I mean, about yeah. it. I mean, forget about it. Most maybe. of them are going to like uh, Oak Brook. All those people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. How do we how do we capture that? Yeah. How, and how do we get the people went to Oak Brook to Glen Ellen or Wheaton? That's the yeah. bigger question. Those Glen Ellen gems think it's a pain in the ass to drive five minutes. Yes. How, do you think there's any gems that are listening to this podcast no, right now? Maybe. Yeah, like three. Maybe three or four. I don't know. But we no, apologize if that's insulting. No, if they do listen, they make fun of gems. Like they know they're a gem, but yeah. they also make fun of. All it. right, cool. I can get down with it. So I have a, a quick story about opening up proof. It was very stressful. Like I get, I get really worked up about it, and I, and like it's the first time that I wrote an entire drink menu for a restaurant, and. uh and like I knew that like this is the first time that like our owners were like relying on us to like hey I kept on hearing Nick and Jack say trust trust the managers you put in process right and uh, so like oh man is this gonna be good or bad I think I, I talked to Mike about it ten times like I think I'm gonna rewrite the drink menu again and Mike's like it's good just put it out and uh, and I made the mistake of watching uh, the, bear, the the second season of, or the third season of the bear second what, season the second season of the bear yeah. The same week that we're opening Proof, which Why is would them. Why you do op- that to yourself? Because it was came out, and I and I love the bear, and Molly wanted to watch it, and I was like, oh yeah, of course I watch it. So like I would be super stressed at work and come home and watch a super stressful <laughs> co- a show, restaurant like, show, and then like um like an hour before, I remember you saying this specifically to me. You go, I go, Mike, how busy are we going to be tonight on opening night? You go, we're going to be packed in an hour and a half. And I and I and I went I went to the bathroom and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Spe- just spe- speaking, of- it was just water and stomach bile. It was like nothing else. Like I didn't, I hadn't eaten all day. I, I was like so like worried. And, you gotta eat. And then, well, yes, yes, obviously you need to eat food. But like I just was so stressed about it. I was like making sure like everything was perfect. And obviously nothing's gonna be perfect. But uh, and it was just. And I think I ended up bartending until like one o'clock in the morning that night. But like, yeah, doing it up, being with the bartenders, doing it in, in just, tr- just trying to train in, in your natural world. Yeah, but like, it was just I. You did an amazing job, Gary. It was great. Amazing. I was like, what? 
what happened to you tonight? I, go, I threw up. <laughs> Speaking of vomit, who picked the uh, color for the employee bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with glitter over but, it. But nobody gets <laughs> to see that but the employees. <laughs> it, dude, that's kind of a, it's kind of like a That's death. supposed to be a haven away from work. And you no, look you, at you, that. you can't have it be a haven away from work because then people just start doing things yeah. in there I guess that's actually things a, in there you need to make it you kind actually of like make a pretty good point fairly <laughs> unapproachable let's get the hell to be. out of this mustard puke colored bathroom yeah there's no mirror yeah. like the towel there's no towel dispenser like hanging on the wall it's just like there's the, 15 the towel outside of the bathroom yeah, I, like, I know ready to be hung I know yeah. <laughs> get in get out the, the toilet paper's not on the wall either it's on the back of the toilet it would be smart though like for like uh, females who are like like Doing themselves their face up or their hair, like to have it be the same color and same lighting as the dining room, so they can see what they look like to customers. Ooh, nice, innovative, G. I just thought of that right now. That's money, dude. All right, when we do another all right, one, all of our really listeners, if you haven't been approved number five, check it out. Check out the website. Yeah. The food's incredible. The, the, the service went, is really, really the good. Throw up went down the toilet. Did not go in any food. Or Garrett's drinks. cocktails are really good, even though he was really nervous about it day one. But uh, they're pretty it's good. Go, it's going really well. So. Uh, we're going to drink some more whiskey here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. We're also going to drink some beer. We brought on a delicious beer to end the summer with, uh, Revolution Brewing out of Chicago. Uh, they make pretty good beer and lots of it. Um, we got a customer of the week. We haven't done this in a while, in a little while, so I kind of lean on uh, John's wife to help out with uh, some ideas, and she gave me a great one, and we're working with uh, guests that have funny drinking glass quirks. Mm, all right. There's a couple different ones out there. Oh, yeah. We think they're funny, and uh, we're going to make fun of them for it, so... Uh, and now on to one of our favorite subjects. We got our, yeef. We got our yearly industry ebb and flow. We've waited three months for somebody to say yeef. yeef. And in downtown Weave right now, it's crazy, dude. There's a dino exhibit with like 20 plus massive dinosaurs. It's incredible. And they are bringing all the families from all the towns. Oh, yeah. How many all kids? The time. How many kids? And all the strollers. All the double wides. Like yeah. basically, you're in Disney stacked right now. up Disney right now. Radio flyers. I mean, like literally, <laughs> literally, dude. There are so many fam- families. I almost clipped a family. Turn them by the. Turn them by the, <laughs> the public library. I, you ha- literally have to be so careful because there's kids and families and nobody's paying attention. And I went to oh, it was yesterday. I dropped off some money approved so we could pay out the servers. A Monday afternoon at noon. And I'm not kidding you. I, it felt like a Saturday afternoon. I was like, "There's nobody works anymore. There has to, none of these. All these people should be at work somewhere, and the kids should be at school or daycare or something." No, <laughs> what is going do you on? Think there was Everybody that, was out. Do you think there's actual parents or the, the grandparents? No parents. I saw families, a lot of, I saw whole a lot of families. Yeah, there's grandparents, but whole families too, man. Good for them. And guess what? Those whole family, the, the place that those whole families are not going to is proof number five. But no. they've been loading up Burger Social. Social. Social's been getting killed. Good. <laughs> Bomb is just sweating it out over there. Every time I go over there, he's like, "God, blessed the dinos." We're out of we're out of kids cups <laughs> <laughs> and and, ra- and and dry rags from cleaning up the spills. It's good for weed and it brings out people. It, it, does. it, it does. It is a good thing. It is a good thing, and it, it it creates that foot traffic, which is what all the downtown areas need. And it is what it is. So, <laughs> um, all right, our second. I'm year- so glad I'm the deal with that. Yeah. Our sec- second yearly industry ebb and flow. We're doing two because it's been on forever. Yeah, we're just making up for it. Yeah, I love it. And you brought this one up, so why don't you lead us into it? Oh, so I feel like the past like two weeks it's been like rainy and cold in the morning, and then hot as balls at like three p.m. Gets a little steamy. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like 
do I put pants on? Do I put shorts on? Do I wear a jacket? Do I not? Do I wear? Do I get an do we umbrella? Open the accordion glass fixtures. Yeah. Do we just so, crank up the air? Yeah. So how do you? Uh, so like the amount of people who are like you, you open the restaurant and it's chilly out, and then like at noon or one, like, can we sit outside? And you're like, oh, I wasn't planning on sitting outside because I thought it was. <laughs> 64 degrees outside i know it's, it's, it's this weird you, fall you, temperature yeah you don't know what you're gonna get every day and and like right now we're in the midst of like beautiful 85 degree sunny it's, yeah, and it's uncanny, like you right? feel like you're in the middle of summer right now and uh that's gonna go away next week yes indian summer is hot this yeah. week anyway it's, it's just it's, it's nice. just very uh, it's gotta be very annoying as a manager like we're not we're not sitting outside because it's super cold and then all of a sudden it turns 80 degrees the good news about our restaurants Plus is the that rain. they are well air-conditioned so, like, even if you which ones? Well, social uh, yeah. the ones that I work at, social improve. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you boxes. like turn it, yeah. If you if you turn them up, you're gonna freeze people out. So yeah. it's it's like almost a balance and just figuring out what's good for people. You're Gary, lucky. you can't use the term Indian summer anymore. Just oh really? Up, you have to have uh, guardian. Oh, summer. guardian summer. Yeah, Cleveland guardian summer. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cleveland guardian summer volume four. Yeah. From Marvel. Question: Will I get canceled if I wear the? Um, the Chief Wow Wow hat from the Cleveland Indians? No. Um, no, but we, if in case we want to be famous one day, can you just not do anything that might get us canceled? Oh, I can't promise that. Oh, okay. Then you might get, as well we, wear the hat. We it's, sp- it's probably already happened. <laughs> we got to get sponsored first, and then I'll, and I'll, I'll purge whatever they want we me to purge. Get canceled before we us. do anything. <laughs> For all of us. Great. I didn't black out one of the teeth. It's just a normal hat. All right. Perfect. Let's drink some beer. Let's have yeah. some beers. This is the longest I've done the podcast without having a beer. Uh, like well, we're gonna we're gonna remedy that right now. And go. And we're back for the beer uh, tasting, which is gonna be Revolution Hazy Pitched Pale Ale, and uh, it's delicious. Uh, Gary, have you had any recent pale ale, pale ales recently that were really delicious? I have. I spent uh, quite a. Bit of dollars on one in the airport at O'Hare. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was asking it was about. A sixteen dollar beer. <laughs> I was trying to lob it up for the the hidden hand oh, the hidden collaboration hand yeah. that we just ra- ran through. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't had that in like a month. Two and a half it's, months. Been, it's been gone for a little I've, while. I, no, I, I haven't had one since like the third week it was on tap. Okay, but well, it was really really good. There's a keg still at proof, and it's still pretty fresh, and it's really tasty. So, is it on tap right now? Yeah. Oh, proof. It's, so it's proof's kind of, Oh man. I got, okay, so yeah, you want to so, get some beer sounds while I pour this? Yeah, so I'm going to go there and I'm going to fill up one of my growlers. Perfect. That's pretty good. So I haven't been making cocktails or really pouring beers except for myself at home. So I can't promise as a certified beer uh, server. Is that what it was? Certified beer server? So the fizz sound of that was good. Um, that these are going to be even or um, what they're supposed to be because I haven't done this in a long time. I think but you did uh, a great job. Thank you. This is a five percent beer, Revolutions. Oh, it it goes great with what we were talking about earlier. It's called Hazy, Hazy pitch. pitch. It ties in perfectly to Garrett's story and John learning what a pitch was today. So Hazy Pitch, Hazy Pale Ale, five percent Revolution. How did we do that? We never do shit like that. Let's cheers one more time. Definitely not on purpose. You All just right. sounded like my like fourth grade teacher. Was she smoking hot just or was it like you, an old fat you dude? Slowly, you slowly talked about that and how the connections were made. That's pretty good, though. Class. I don't even remember who pitch, my fourth grade teacher was. Like soccer field and pitch, as in this beer we're drinking? <laughs> well, in fourth grade, Johnny was drinking beers in the class. 
yeah. bringing it together. Awesome. Pr- this is pretty tasty, right? Fam hold. This is good. Oh, it's great. It's good. It tastes better than it does at O'Hare. Did you pay a lot for this at O'Hare? Oh, yeah. This is the beer that you paid a lot for? Mm-hmm. So this, this at Benny's is, 22 a, ounce is a four-pack, 16-ounce four-pack for ten ninety nine. Oh, I paid twenty four ninety five. Yeah. For you paid a, a lot of money for, for the For a 22-ounce can. Um, it's amazing to me that we've never brought Revolution beers on before because it's the largest independently owned brewery in Illinois. Well, and don't they produce the most? They beer produce in the Illinois? most amount of beer in Illinois, regardless of independent of the one or not. So, Anti Hero is the one that everybody knows about. Yeah, um, they it's have good. Eugene Porter is pretty common. That's good too. Um, so they make really, really good beer. Have you been to the the brewery, the yeah. tap room downtown, John? Have you? No, I haven't. They so get they, good food too. They got yeah. a brew pub, and then with food, and then a brewery tap room. Their original one in Chicago. Mm. What neighborhood is it? Avondale. Uh, it's kind of close to Wicker. Well, kind of. All right. Well, either way, that means anything. It's they make a lot of beer and it's really good. And this one's pretty tasty. This is a great end of summer beer. If you see a four pack over the next couple weeks, I think that as we enjoy this Guardian summer for the end of the year, we should um, you should drink as much of this as possible. Uh, My favorite part is it's five percent. Yeah, crushable. John, you got a rating? Yeah, I think this is like probably one of the the better ones we've had. Uh, in the last, well, I got two con- months. I got to consider. <laughs> we haven't done any <laughs> three months. <laughs> three months. Yeah, I, I would give this uh, eight and a half. Oh, nice! I really good. like it. Yeah, Johnny seven five, bumping it up. That's yep. a good one. Gary, yep. what, what do you got? Um, I'm giving this a seven. I think that there's be- uh, better pale ales or hazy pale ales out there. Um, I like the lightness of it. Right. No, I definitely agree with that. But then. But I'm gonna so I'm giving it a seven, but I'm gonna buy like three, four packs of it because it's, it's delicious. Because I could just because I can get the, the hazy taste without having like the hazy fullness or the hazy drunk of the IPA. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So Johnny said eight and a half. You said seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna kind of split it. It's I think not it's very a, full body. It's not, it's not giving a lot of like fruit, no, like, a, sure. like a ton of like. I don't think it's crazy going for good. going for that. But I'm going. I'm gonna split it. I'm gonna go with seven, seven, five. I think it's a really, really good beer and it's super crushable, um, but I don't think it's as good as Tome from Half Acre. Mine's gone. And, That's how good it is. Um, I, I think that the one that we uh, made with uh, Hidden Hand was is slightly better too. Oh, that was for sure better. So, um, but it's real, t- really tasty. Seven, seven, seven point seven five. I'd buy a four pack again, and I'm gonna probably drink another one later tonight when I get home. Here's a seven, seven five. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you were splitting the difference. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I split the difference. I got you. Isn't that splitting the difference? Point seven five, right? Yeah, yeah I got seven, eight point. I had my calculator turned off. All right. Well, do you think whiskey would help your calculator become better? Mm, I'm gonna share my whiskey with my calculator and see how often I spend talking about whiskey. Nice. So on to the whiskey review. Johnny, I know you're excited about this. I'm you, excited about this. You should be. I'm pumped. You should be. So when we first found this bottle at our Maybe our second new favorite bar in Kentucky called Volstead's. Yes. Um, we were both like, are you serious? This is so good. I didn't even know they made this. So we went to a liquor store, Justin's House Suburban, which uh, had some trouble in the in the news, but now they got re- exonerated. Um, but it was 30 bucks? Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. At Justin's House Suburban in Louisville. Which is known for like expensive charging, stuff. charging expensive amounts. Right. So the downer of is this that, bottle is, is that what happened in the news they were 
Yeah, so they got in tr- they got in trouble for uh, like buying antique like old bottles, like not antique, like uh, like uh, bottles over ten years old, and not putting proper labels on them, saying that they're over ten years old, like giving the date of when oh. they when they were actually bottled, and then not um, documenting properly bottles that were purchased from private sellers as they sold to the public, and then they got exonerated. Mm. So like the FBI came in or the ATB or whatever, and then. There's like a huge like outcry about it for like seven or eight months, and they just got exonerated. Good for them. I'm happy for them. That's good. Nice. Um, so benchmark in anyone's right of term like is like a baseline, like bottom shelf binnies. Bottom shelf, yeah. Like it's a it's the same mash bill as uh as a, like a Buffalo Trace Needleware. It's like mash, it's mash bill one, um, and it's like two years old. So benchmark is made by Buffalo Trace. Correct. And the and we got. The single barrel at the the at Justin's house of bourbon, the bottle, yes, the bottle, right? Yeah. So I just want to I just want to reiterate we ha- we haven't talked about this up here in Illinois with Benchmark you can only get one expression, right? Correct. So unfortunately, you have to go to Kentucky to get this, to our knowledge. No, I, it's the only place I've ever heard about it. Okay, so I don't I I think I skipped ahead because I was so no, excited yeah, to talk no, about it, but it was just so cool to go to these bars in Kentucky and bars. <clears throat> Excuse me, Bardstown. I don't know why they keep saying it. Bardstown, and every bar had like this benchmark single barrel or barrel proof or like, top like, floor small batch. Yeah, there was like, all these like, like different four, expressions. Yeah, four different expressions. So Garrett and I were intrigued, and we had to try a lot of them at the bars, and we found out this single barrel is Delish. pretty tasty. Well, let's hope it still is right now. Yes, let's let's hope that the so amount of drinks we had that day isn't the I'll reason why I was I'll be the judge really of that. Good. We went to we went to this, <laughs> we went to this like a uh, speakeasy whiskey bar in Bardstown and it was wild Dope. wild how he had everything set up. Like it was mm. it was based on price, mm. not on like type of whiskey, which I I didn't understand at all. And so I, I would ask him about something. And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's over here." And like, it's like an armoire, like behind me. This guy, how many bourbons did he? Do you remember how many bourbons he said he had? I don't know, but it was I like six hundred or something. I was gonna like say that. like five, six hundred. Yeah, six hundred bourbons plus. Like it was and crazy. It, it looked like like a hoarder just had bottles and just like shoved them up on shelves. Anyway, <sighs> cool so we tried this one. It wasn't expensive at all. No, it's like an eight dollar pour. No, and we and we just split them. We remember spent a, we splitting. We spent a lot of money there. Yes, we did. Well, we were trying some fun stuff. Yeah, we tried some Japanese. Uh, uh, wild turkey, twelve year. Oh man, that's good. Anyway, all right. Well, cheers. let's get into this. Cheers. So this is the same mash bill as Buffalo Trace Eagle Rare. That's called Benchmark. Well, it smells, it smells it, good. It's a single barrel version. It's ninety five proof. You said it's only two year aged. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the single barrel actually is, but like most Benchmark is um, like the cheaper, younger version of uh, Buffalo Trace, which is a six year bottle. So it could be anywhere between a two and four. So anything that doesn't make the doesn't make the cut to become Buffalo Trace becomes benchmark. When I first saw the bottle, I saw benchmark. I'm like, why would a company like name this bottle like bench? When you think of benchmark, you think of like this is like the the, the staple. Standard, this is right? like the shit. Like yeah. yeah, this is like everything's judged by this benchmark. Right. But I was reading the side, and and it's actually when they plotted land. Yes. For the distilleries, mm-hmm. each sort of like stake in the ground, like the corner of the properties that marked the property was a benchmark. Right. Oh wow, that's why they, that's what they named it yeah. after. Oh, that's cool. That's a way better story than like the distillery's name being benchmark. That's very cool. This is really good. 
for a, for a twenty nine ninety nine dollar bottle, dude. It's really no, it's awesome. Take, take the price out of it. Sure. Yeah, you don't need it. It's just a good bourbon. I'm gonna get in my black Firebird. Yeah. And have my buddy <laughs> in a truck follow me behind. Load and, it up and drive down and load it up and bring it back across the Mississippi River to. Uh, well, we're going east. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of smoking the bandit. You, 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 you need to go. You need to go south of the the Ohio River. <laughs> Man, that is. What was very what smooth. was really weird is like it's only available in Kentucky, right? So like yeah. we left that bar, and then Dude. the next bar we went to had one bottle. I told of it. you, it's good. And yes. then w- they wouldn't sell us a bottle because like we don't know when we can get it again. And we yeah, just have a bourbon in Louisville, and like yeah. we only have one left. And we're like, is this is this? Did we just come up upon a gem? It totally is a gem. And then yeah, so what was the other bar we went to in Bardstown? It was like an Irish pub or something. Yeah, it was like it's like, a, like the normal. And same thing. They, they had a benchmark single barrel back there. It was like eight dollars. Like four, four different expressions of them. It was not expensive. No, not expensive and delicious. We definitely did not. So did not drink any of it there. We're gonna talk about this. No, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this the next time we get together because um, Garrett has brought something back from Bardstown for you, Johnny. This is my gift. This is my gift to the underground club. Get out of here. The benchmark single barrel. Save it for when like good people who want to drink bourbon Dude, have a good time. That's going on the no touch wall. It's awesome. It's so cool. Um, I'm glad s- I can touch the no silky, touch wall. Silky, silky, yeah. smooth mm-hmm. on the tongue. I'm uh, going uh, eight one, and uh, I'm saving this for people who don't ever go to Kentucky. There you go. Yeah. What's your I mean, I, I would I would base on the price, but yeah, you know, not because you can't get around here. That kind of sucks. But like, dude, this is good. You know, I get this like we're talking like eight seven five nine. Oh, oh, jeez, big time. I give it a nine. Give it a nine. It's 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 so good. I we tried so much good whiskey when we were down there. The Four Roses was, the, was like the tits, and then this was right behind it. I like the proof too. Yeah, 95, 95 proof. Not going to punch you in the face like Gary likes to, to I like bring the in. bottle style, too. The bottle style is kind of like that kind of old school Evan, like Will- Jack Daniels Evan Williams, almost. Jack Daniels kind of yeah. style bottle. You put a cork in the top of that, you get a nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.25. It's really good. Um, it's I, 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 I want to learn more about Benchmark now. You know what I mean? I know what we get and what we're like, what comes to us, but now I want to learn about the other expressions. We need to go to Delilah's where they have um, uh, whiskey from Benchmark from the 80s when they were not a part of Buffalo Trace. Oh, no way. They're you know, like $8 a pour. Cool. And it's so freaking good. Let's do that, it. That's the next, that's the next benchmark. Uh, we should benchmark see if for the yourself. guys from Delilah's would let us do a live podcast. They would do it show. for sure. Oh, that would be awesome. They would do it for or sure. Just, or just record there. It doesn't have to be live. Let us just record there and interview yeah. the bartenders. Talk to the guys. Talk to the owners. Talk yeah. to the, the, the whiskey drinkers in there. Yeah. That would be really That'd cool. That would be great. Our, our boy Eric would have set it up for no problem. <laughs> Let's get on it. All right. Cool. Very cool. Well, all right. So the beer is good. The whiskey's good. Well Let's done, boys, in the whiskey. And well, the beer. We had, we had, well we had like two and a half months Especially of well done in the whiskey. We did. Well, and... <laughs> We just like to, to bring on interesting stuff, and that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's nice that Mike um, broke the bank for this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I had to pay $300 for a flat tire on the way home from that. That's like, it's a $330 bottle right there. Well, minus the mixer's bottle. All right, so, John, on our way from Bardstown to Louisville, I ran over a bungee cord in the metal part, and it shot, it, it 
ripped the tire up. We heard it, but we made it to Louisville. We go into Justin's House of Bourbon. We drive to Michter's. We come out of Michter's, and we were at Michter's Justin's House of Bourbon to Michter's is like a mile and a half. Yeah, so like we come out, and there's a flat tire back right. Garrett bends over. He's like, well, we know what made the flat tire. And he pulls out this bungee cord with like the metal piece. Ripped like in half. Ripped in half. And it was stuck Still to the back of the car. Oh. It, 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 sh- it shot up into the back of the car. Wow. It was shoved in between the, like, the plastic of like the outside of the car. It was like a one in a million shot. Jeez. Well, when we heard it like on the highway, we were like, what was that? We like, knew something happened. But it, and it I thought was, you like, ran over like a, like a balloon. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. But, but Willie's joined the podcast now. It worked out great. Cause it, I got to spend more time with you. We did have we did have fun at the. It's, we had some snacks at the. Ate a bunch at of the, chips. Yeah, we did. We had some snackos. Good times, Garrett. Good times. I'm more interested in the Eve. <laughs> For uh, I'm just kidding. It's already over. It is over. You mean customer uh, of the week? The customer would be good too. <laughs> You're more interested in the customer of the I like, week. I like the Eve. Part. All right, sweet. So uh, we got to give a shout out to John's wife Joanna, who's who's. Uh, Actually, in the room with us right now, wrangling cats, wrangling cats up. But uh, okay. <laughs> we, uh, I, I kind of picked her brain earlier, and she came up with a good one. And uh, this one's the the guy that p- picks up his uh, water glasses. You go to fill it, and then proceeds to chug it. And then obviously, then you just gotta like stand there and like wait for that awkward moment. You're like already like going to like fill it. So you're holding. So the you're just holding the jug, like waiting for him to like put it down. You're like is he chugging the water <laughs> to get more to get more so he so he, you got to fill it up. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, gosh. "Oh yeah, absolutely. You're bringing more water over. Let me just chug that." I'm glad I came into this cold. I would have dropped that water bottle on the table and be like, <laughs> "Fill your own." Um and then I, so she was telling me that and then it reminds me of of other customers that I've taken care of uh where we, you go up and you're like, yeah, "How is everything going, guys?" Um you know, the one guy goes, you know what? We need more water for the table and like does like the circular motion. And you're like, oh, OK. And then you like start looking around. And you're like, everybody's got full waters except for that guy's. And his is half full. Yeah. Full waters so, with like the ice melted. And yeah. Like the dew on the outside of the glass. Nobody's touched Nobody's it. touched and the water. Like, more water, <laughs> more waters for the table. You know, just letting everybody know. And you're like, OK. Guys. Do you think that guy's like, I think everyone here is drunk. Everyone I, needs more water. I'm not even like paying attention to the water. But everyone needs to drink old, more water. Oh, he just needs to like be in control. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what it comes down to. More waters for the table. There's oh, yeah. always a circular motion. Yeah, he's like, he's like a there. DJ for like a like a like a record that's like five feet wide. Yeah, yeah. Just doing the whole like spinning thing. Just right here, right here. Unbelievable. So th- those are pretty good customers of the week. I do enjoy uh, people who like ask for things for the table that no one actually needs. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, could we get a couple orders of fries for the table? Like. Half the table or got fries with their side, like hmm. no, no one needs that. Like same idea, right? Like the water thing. Like yeah, yeah. yeah we make, make sure make sure we're full up on water. It's like it's not like you're like in, in ninety degrees heat in the sun. Yeah, you're inside. If someone brought more way. fries to the table, though, I wouldn't be upset about that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't because you're sitting down <laughs> and eating them. But like if you were to like ring them in, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Whatever. true. Yeah, that yeah that is goofy. All right, well, I I think we should wrap it up. This has been a great. Reunion after a couple months of being away, and I apologize that I, that we've all been busy, and uh, we want to we want to do this more. We're gonna do it more. We're gonna have uh, some fun. Oh, and um, real quick, did we plug the the maze uh, the seventeenth yeah, we did right? October all right, so we can do it again. T- tickets are available. Johnny, we're gonna get this out in a timely fashion so people can hear about this. Hundred percent. Right, October seventeen. All right, hundred bucks. Cool. 
limited seats. We'll be there. I hope you guys are there. Come hang out with us. Uh, everybody drink responsibly and uh, be good to each other. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm good. Love you. Drink some Revolution. Drink some Benchmark Single Bear if we come across it. And uh, Garrett loves John. You were looking at me when you said that, so I love you too, Garrett. I love you. John loves Garrett. And uh, Mike's over here with Willie. So, (laughs) Mike, you got a lot of making up to do. (laughs) I don't even know you anymore. All right, we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Drink it up, listen up. Peace. Love you. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Are we going to go, Johnny? Oh, there it is. Dark mode. Almost. Johnny, is it possible to Is raise it better for you to see the, the screen? No, I can see it on my computer. Okay. Is it possible to raise the volume of my mic on my headset by, like, a fraction? Same with mine, please. Garrett's is perfect. Yeah, we can raise them all. Mine, Mine's actually... Uh, Pretty low too, so yeah, there it's good for me too. Is that now. better? Yep. Yo, 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 yeah, good. That's perfect.